We're going to look at uh, God's word today on, uh, on giving your thoughts to Jesus and how that, you know, we get in such a hurry and <clears throat> so many things going on. We try and figure things out ourselves. We're going to look to the Lord's word today and how that he gives us a way, <clears throat> if we're willing, to look at any area in our life, if we're willing to give it to him. And he's going to help you, help me, figure it out. Let's pray. Father, we, <clears throat> Lord, we just come to you today, Lord. We're just so grateful. As I say every week, you brought everyone here today. It is your spirit. I believe they've already been blessed because they chose to worship you, a risen Savior, the one and only on this first day of the week when you rose from the grave. Jesus, we, <clears throat> Lord, we thank you today. Lord, we can open your word up. We thank you how Ben has led us in worship today. Father, we'll be careful to give you the praise. Speak to our hearts today through the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, <clears throat> as we look to the Lord today, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 18. You know, it just seems like we're in such a hurry today and we're always trying to figure things out. And it would seem like with the technology that we have today, we would be more at rest. And it just seems like that we aren't. You know, when it comes to our minds and our thoughts, <clears throat> you have everything going through you every day, every hour, every minute. You're thinking in your, your mind and all these different things are going on. And you know, I was driving this week and I was talking to my son who lives in Los Angeles and um, I was pulling in Circle K. <coughs> Excuse me, I can't get this. <coughs> all right, I think I'm all right. And I was pulling in Circle K and I was talking to Stefan and I miss him, he's out in LA. And uh, we talked for a little bit and I'm pulling in and I said, hey, you know, I'm pulling the gas station. He says, okay, Dad. I say, hey, I love you. And he goes, uh, I love you too, Dad. And, you know, hung the phone up. So, again, always just be in a hurry and just so many different thoughts in your mind. So I go in Circle K, and there's a lady in front of me, and I get, a, get one of those big Polar Pops, you know, whatever they're called, big golf Polar Pop, whatever it is. And uh, so I get it, and I'm standing there, and there's a lady in front of me. And, uh, and then there's a lady who is the... Uh, who's the clerk who's, who's taking all of the change and so forth, standing behind the cash register. And so I'm just standing there, kind of in a daydream, you know. And the uh, lady goes in front of me, and she's done. And the lady looks at me. She sees that's all I have is a Polar Pop. She goes, that'll be 84 cents. And I go, okay, I love you. <laughs> I swear. I swear I did that. And she, 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 <laughs> I, just, I don't want to go back there now, but she, she, start, she started busting out laughing. I put my hand on the counter and go, I can't believe I just did <laughs> so I tried to explain to her, you know, I'm in a daydream. I just got off the phone with my son, and, you know, I told my sister she didn't care. She was just laughing so hard about, oh, what is wrong with me? <laughs> so, anyways, we get in so much of a hurry, and you and I don't realize how fast 
our mind is churning all the time. And we're trying to figure everything out all the time. And we have our way of looking at it. And whatever it might be, uh, we're going to get it figured out ourselves. Well, there's no greater example in the Bible than what found in Genesis chapter 18. I'll give you a little backdrop. Uh, God comes to Abram, who becomes Abraham, and he says, I'm out of you, they're going to make a great nation. And, and to make a long story short, it's going to come through your seed and through Abraham and Sarah. And how's that going to happen? Because we're <laughs> old in life. And they're thinking all these different thoughts. God comes to them in the desert, and then he has three angels come in human form speaking to them. We pick the story up to where God is relaying this message to Abraham and what his thoughts must have been when he hears at his age, uh, basically, he would be 100, she would be 90 when they would have a child. And you start thinking about that. She started thinking about that, and we picked the story up in Genesis chapter 18, Genesis chapter 18, verses 9 through 15. So these are the Lord's speaking, and, and they, they said to him, in other words, the, the, the angels now came in human form after God was already speaking. They said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here, she's, she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed. I want you to get this, laughed within herself, not out loud. She laughed within herself, her thoughts. After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Now, here it is, verse 14. This is where you and I come in today. This is where whatever you're thinking about today, whatever's going on in your life, whatever you're trying to figure out in your own thoughts, you're captive by them. The scripture tells us, which is God's word, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I, I didn't laugh. For she was afraid, and he said, no, but you did laugh. I, I want you to notice a couple things. It's not brought out too much when it's being talked about. It's talked about more about them having a child in old age. But God heard her thoughts. In other words, she laughed within. God knows everything that we're thinking all the time. And... I want you to take whatever situation that you have in your life right now, and I want you to put your situation, whether it's Sarah or Abraham, I want you to put yourself there. Not so much going to have a child at that old age, and we know that's a miracle what God did, but your situation. I want you to put where, and you start trying to figure it out. You're, you take whatever it might be, and, 
And you're saying, you got to be kidding me. How is this going to work out? And then you start going within your thoughts down the road of whatever it might be to figure it out or not to figure it out or <clears throat> not to do anything at all. You know, <clears throat> when I look back and, and the Lord was impressed on me the last couple of days to share this, uh, don't share it too much. Usually when we have the anniversary service, it'll be coming up. I can't believe in in end of March, it'll be five years since we started the church. And um, hard to believe, but here I am going back now five years over, if you will, and I knew the Lord was impressed upon me to do something I knew I had to preach. But, but in, my, in my thoughts, wait a minute, I'm, at the time, Lord, I'm, you know, who, who at my age, 57, starts a church? Lord, I divorced, I'm not even remarried. Uh, uh, we don't have a building. We don't even have any people, Lord. Um, no music? How's this all going to come together? What the Lord was trying to share with me at that time was, I don't want any of that. I want you just to trust me what I have put in your heart. If we follow him, the scripture tells us, God will give you the desires of your heart. And everything that I went through and all those things that you know that if you tend here, uh, how's this all going to work out? I don't know. But I know that there is an appointed time. And the scripture tells us, which is God's word in the very last book of the Bible, when God opens the door, no one can shut it. Now, here's the key to that. It might not be time for you to walk through that or for me to walk through that. But the door is open, and nobody else is going to go through that except you. It's for you and whatever it is that you need to work through or walk through in this life. It's an appointed time. God said, in an appointed time, this is going to happen. Dallas, I put that in your heart to start that church. It will happen. Do you trust me? And at a point in time, it will happen. But you got to take a step of faith. The step of faith was we birthed City Church at Jim and Lisa's dining room table, really just the three of us, and began to pray. And when a couple months of church, and so I can't even tell you how one thing after another after another thing came together. We announced that we were going to start a church, and we didn't even have a place to meet in. See, I, I'm just sharing with you what has happened to me because you're sitting there today, and in your thoughts, you're giving yourself. It's actually, what is the devil captured? got you behind enemy lines and you can't let go of whatever it is. You're bound in that because of your thinking. Whatever it is you're thinking about, that it can't happen. And the Lord is saying, if you are my son and you are my daughter, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. And we know what happened with Abraham and Sarah. We know and we can see actually 
Israel today. Let's look at another verse. I want you to look to the New Testament and see what begins to happen in our life if this is really going to take place. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. The second aspect of this today, of whatever we're thinking about and how that we've got to, to work through that. And you might be bound by that day because, again, it's going all through there. You're thinking about it day and night, driving your car, laying awake at, at bed at night. How's this going to work? All those different thoughts. And the Lord tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. In other words, you can't see what you're battling. It's spiritual. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. There's a great verse in the book of Proverbs that says, A wise man scales the city wall, a wise man, a wise person, and pulls down the strongholds of the city, a wise man. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, you and I have to come to the place, here it is, that we have to surrender what we're thinking. That's not easy. You know, there's an old saying, you've probably heard it, if your wife says you do, you do. If your husband says you do, you do. If your kids say you do, you do. In other words, you think, we think <clears throat> that we have it all together. But really, we're <clears throat> very stubborn beings. And we think that we're right. And we've got our act together. And that goes over to the Lord. Lord, I know that this is this way, but you know what? I think if I just try it this way, it'll work. And the Lord's saying, no, it doesn't work that way. We just read that verse. You have to be willing. I have to be willing. Everything that I think about, everything from every angle, because why? Why do I have to give it and surrender it to Jesus? Because here's why. Everything that you think about that could backfire could and will because everything the devil tells you is a lie. He'll tell you to leave your home. He'll tell you it's better over here. He'll tell you you fill in the blank, whatever it might be. The devil ever, ever, never once will ever tell you the truth. He will always lie to you. And you know, matter of fact, if you're not careful, you will actually lie to yourself. So what God wants us to know today, that you and I will always win when we are submitting and surrendering to the obedience of Christ. So what does that look like? If you're willing today and you're willing to push all your thoughts out of the way and trying to figure it out yourself, whatever it might be, and say, all right, Lord, everything I'm thinking about, whatever it might be, I'm going to give it all to you. See, that's a surrender. And that's saying we give it to Jesus and he takes it captive. In other words, he wants to take whatever you're thinking about that's wrong 
and put it away forever. He's going to bind that. You don't have to take it back anymore. You know what the great thing is? You don't have to figure it out anymore. It's not your problem. It's not my problem. It's just a step of faith. See, Abraham and Sarah just had to be willing to do this one thing, just this one thing. Yes, Lord. Yes, that's it. Okay, Lord. I can't figure it out. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't see it. But I'm going to surrender my life to you, even as a Christian. Because here's what happens is we go through life. I don't care whether you're in high school or whether you've been married 30 years or whatever it might be. We come into a flow that we're going to try and figure it out ourselves, And we get in a pattern. And you might even get it right some of the time. But I'm here to tell you today that God has a better way. And the way that he has for you, it's not to fight. It's not to, to constantly be at war in our mind and all, trying to figure this all out. That's not what the Lord wants. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Let's look at this last verse today. In 1 Peter chapter 1, and verse 13. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 13. <clears throat> it's a picture here. The way they used to go to battle in the Old and New Testament. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. In other words, whatever uh, outer cloths or, or, or coats that they would have, they'd throw them off, they'd take their undergarments and they would stick them in, in their belt, if you would. They would gird that so they would be free to fight. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sharp-minded. Be ready to fight. Be ready to fight whatever it is out there that the devil is going to come at you in your mind. You say, Dallas, you're going just the opposite of what you were just talking about a minute ago. You're telling me I'm supposed to give it to the Lord. Now you're telling me I'm supposed to fight. Just hold on. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. Here it is. And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, we know there's a couple revealings. One, we know that Jesus has revealed himself to you and I the day that we accepted Christ as our Savior. He comes into our heart to dwell within us through the power of his spirit. And then there'll be a revealing at the end time that we will see him and be with him forever. Here's what Jesus wants from us. He wants us to take a step of faith into the battlefield. And then once we do that, he takes the sword from us and he says, now I want you to rest. You say, Dallas, what do I rest on? We rest on 30,000 promises that God gives us right here. Do you know that there are over 30,000 promises that God says, I will do for you? If you and I are willing to step into the battle, and then once we step into the battle, are we willing to rest? fully 
on his grace. See, the devil is lying to you today. He's lying to me. You've done this. You've done that. You can't do that. You're not equipped. Look at your past. See, he does all these things in our mind. And the Lord's saying, wait a minute. I want you to be willing to fight him, but the way that you fight is spiritual. In other words, your spirit. Christ in you, the Holy Spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your hope and my hope for any battle that we're weighing in our mind right now is to see Jesus and is to rest fully in him and his grace. It was about a year before we started City Church, and I'll close with this. I uh, got a phone call and <clears throat> individual say, now, I've known him, a very good friend of my father's, known him for a long time. And he says, hey, can you come meet with me? I said, sure. And so we met, he says, hey, now, he says, I, I know what you've been through, and I know you still want a pastor, and I know the Lord's working your life. He said, uh, uh, there's a building over here. He says, uh, uh, I want to write a check, and I'm going to pay for that building. And it's all yours, and you can meet there at the church. No strings attached to anything. And uh, I looked at him, and I said, you know, I... I couldn't thank him enough, but I, and I called him by his first name, and I said, uh, <clears throat> "It's not time yet." I said, I, 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 "I can't, I can't do it. It's not time yet." He said, "What?" He said, "Dennis, I want to buy you a building." He says, "It's all right. It's just whatever happens, and then I'll just whatever take off you. I know whatever you're going to do, you can do." I said. And again, I called him by his name. I said, I can't do it. I can't take it. He had to check there. And I said, I can't do it. It's not, it's not time yet. See, let's go back to Abraham and Sarah. You will know because the Holy Spirit that dwells within you, the appointed time. It's crazy to think that here I had this sitting for me, and then a year later, and I know the Lord wants to do it, this person has since passed away. So within that time, he passed away. Now I'm thinking, now we're going to start a church, and I could have had a building. Now, wait a minute. Who's thinking? Now, here's the key. If we'd have done that, the building was nice, but it was only half the size. Exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all that you think or ask is what the Lord wants to do in your life. And will you be willing enough to push all, everything that looks good, everything, everything that looks and seems right when you know in your spirit the Lord is going to work in a way that only he can do it. He will tell you when to say yes. He will tell you when to say no. And I close just wanting to remind you once again today, you know, when that door is open, it doesn't matter where you're at today. It's going to stay open. 
at the appointed time. God lives outside of time. He wants to build a character in your life. I wasn't ready yet. A year earlier, I wasn't ready yet. And the Lord had something greater in store. What I'm sharing with you today as we close, don't get frustrated where you're at today. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever is there, surrender it. Give it to Jesus and say, Lord, I don't understand this. I can't figure it out. But I trust you. And I'm going to step into this battle. And as I step into this battle, I'm going to rest fully in your grace. God tells us in his word, and we close with this, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind, whose mind is stayed on me. If you see Jesus today and you walk with him and you let him speak to you and you know what drew you, what you were able to come here today was the power of the Holy Spirit. That same spirit that brought you here today is going to lead you in whatever it is that you need to go in this life. And whatever you're thinking today that's wrong, give it to Jesus. Let him destroy it. May it be captive. And when you think his way, he will do exceedingly, abundantly, all that you could ever think or ask. And you will look back and you will say, Lord, I was confused for a while. I look back now. Lord, thank you. Thank you for doing what only you could do because I was willing to trust you. Let's pray. Your heads are bowed today. I want you to fill in that blank, whatever it is. What do you think about? What's troubling you? Is it your health situation? Is it a job situation? Is it your marriage? Are you lonely? Are you fearful for the future? At the appointed time, God will do what only he could do the same as he did with Abraham and Isaac. Abraham and Sarah and Isaac was born. I want you to know today that Jesus loves you more than you could ever imagine you were his child. He doesn't tease you. He doesn't make you wait an extra second in your life. He loves you enough to build that character. And he wants to give you that abundant life. Will you trust him today in the midst of what you're thinking and what you're going through? If you're here today and we always close with an invitation, I want to give an opportunity friend bring a friend or a family member if you if you have never accepted jesus christ as your savior don't try and figure it out that's the holy spirit has come alongside you and knocking at your heart's door and saying will you trust me will you take a step of faith today and i'll pray with you and you can find heaven as your home through the perfect shed blood of jesus christ on the cross through his death, through his resurrection, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I believe you're the
the Son of God. And I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. Cleanse me. Save me. Father, if there's someone here today that doesn't know you, may they accept you on YouTube, on whatever it might be. May they have prayed that prayer. Lord, if there's someone here today, may they step out and I can pray with them, Jesus, and you will save them. They'll find heaven as their home and you will give them that abundant life of joy and peace and eternity and hope, hope. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Jesus, we thank you. As Ben leads us today, if there's someone here who doesn't know you, may they step out, come down front here today, and I will show them you, Jesus, and what you've done for them, and they can have eternal life in Jesus' name.